Can you hear me? All right, hey. We are so excited to have you here tonight to this event. And I gotta tell you, we have been praying like crazy for each woman here um, that you would walk away with either a revelation or a reminder of how much God loves you. And so we're just so excited for you to be here tonight. So give yourselves a round of applause for being here. We have just a few reminders. If you haven't seen it already, we have Runabout Coffee out in the atrium. Please get their coffee. If you don't want coffee, if you don't want to be jacked up on caffeine all night, they have non-coffee options too that are pretty good. I had a caramel steamer earlier and it was really good. Um, and then we have our community impact recipient, Eve, out in the atrium. And so many donations have already been given, so thank you so much. You are just blowing um, the representatives from Eve away at the goodness and the love that you're showing them. So well done, ladies. But if you have more, you can give them to them throughout the night. So we have um, some fabulous door prizes tonight that I want to make sure you all have an equal opportunity to, to get. And what we need you to do is to register for that by going, um, texting UNITE to 833-CHAT-NCC. That's going to put your name into a drawing for the door prizes that are going to be drawn at the end of the evening. We also want to let you know that from this event, we have a follow-up women's Bible study that's going to be beginning on Tuesday, April 6th. We have options of doing it here at North Point on campus, but we're also going to have a Zoom option to do this study if that's something that you're more comfortable with. But either way, to do that study, you want to register for it so that we know that you're coming. And you can do that by texting WOMEN to 833-CHAT-NCC. And we hope that you all sign up for it because our goal is to get this atrium filled with women during those study nights. So, woohoo! So, since our inaugural night of Unite event in January 2020, um, we've had this burden in our hearts to regularly gather women together uh, to be united with other women. And then, you know, COVID happened. So, it kind of put a stop to our plans. But we're all here tonight. And we're so, we're just, we're thrilled that you're here. So this past year has been a little crazy with COVID and all the craziness that went with it. Um, but we're here tonight. We, the whole goal of Unite was to have it be fun with a purpose, gathering women together, having a community impact, and um, um, just, there was something else, just a second. Oh, and eating. <laughs> so... Um, just so you know, we have chocolate for later tonight, so be ready for that. And then, of course, we want to praise and worship God together. Over this past year, um, as a staff, we've had many conversations about what we could do to encourage people. Um, because we've lost a lot of things this past year, a lot of the normal things that we've done. But there were still things that we could do. And so over the summer last year, one of our pastors came up with the phrase, COVID can't. And the whole idea was to remind people, yes, COVID has done this, but this is what COVID can't do. And so just a few things that COVID can't do and that it couldn't do this whole past year. COVID couldn't stop us from praying. It couldn't stop us from worshiping. It couldn't stop us from reading our Bibles and getting encouragement from that and then going on to encourage others. And it couldn't stop us from loving each other. We even had stickers made that say COVID can't. There's some out in the atrium, so I encourage you to take some home with you tonight. As a reminder that COVID can't stop praise and worship. It can't stop community. And it can't stop love. So 
Ladies, are you ready to worship? Come on, give me some more excitement. All right, let's do it. All right, would you stand with us? We are so glad you are here with us tonight. So like Amy said, since the last time we met, this whole last year has brought some crazy stuff. Um, and the one thing that stays the same that never changes is Jesus. He was here last year, he's here again now, and he's been with us through this whole battle we've had over 2020. But I was reminded of 2 Chronicles, which says, the battle isn't ours, it's the Lord's. So tonight as we are gathering together, I wanna to spend our time together praising God for the battles that he's won, for all he's done, and for ultimately paying the price for our sin. Because the battle belongs to him. Stand against the power of 
from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to 
knew that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood it up for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was Search the depths of me, pop me to the
might be slow like me, but with the texting, the number, the 833-CHAT part, NCC, the chat NCC, it has to correspond to the number, the letter, like the old-fashioned way. It's not spelling it out, so in case any of you had that problem, <laughs> just so you know, and on my cell phone, it's kind of hard to do, so you have to figure it out, but um, I'm sure you can all do it, so yeah, anyway. So, um, we, like I said, part of Unite is to have a community impact recipient, and this year we have Eve, um, and I have the lovely Joy Wittenberg here who's going to come on up, give her a welcome and a round of applause, and uh, she's just going to tell us a little bit about Eve. So, there you go, Joy. Thank you. All right. So I don't know how to use the microphone properly. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can hear me. Is this better? Yes. Okay. My, my dad is a Baptist preacher, but like really conservative Baptist. And so like I'm not supposed to be up on the stage using a microphone <laughs> right now. So just pardon my um, inability to do this correctly. You're um, going to be fine. There's a lot of grace in this place. So um, I mean, they let me up here. So no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. So um, Joy, why don't you tell us what Eve is? So Eve started as the domestic violence shelter that serves Ingham County. So if somebody is in a domestic violence relationship, they can come in and stay in shelter and stay safe. But recently we've expanded and we now also provide sexual assault services to all three counties. So we work with ooh, Safe Center out here. Um, if somebody needs to go into shelter, typically they'll go into Safe Center or if there's overflow, they'll come to us. And then we provide the counseling, the advocacy, the um, sexual assault services, even legal services that those survivors need. Okay. So um, we were talking a little bit earlier before uh, um, just about different 
things involving domestic abuse. And one of the things I was sharing with you is that in my research, I found that it's 25% of uh, marriages or relationships, even in the church, there's domestic abuse going on. So my question would be, what is the biggest stigma for a woman to reach out and admit that there's a problem of abuse in her home? That is a really big question. I know it's loaded. A 30 second answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those Miss America contestants who have to like solve world hunger in you know 20 seconds. Um, so there's a few things, but really it's that um, for for abuse to continue, um, abuse is all about power and control. It's about taking control of somebody else's life and being the one who makes their decisions, whatever those decisions are. And for that to continue, that requires that you isolate that survivor from their support network, whatever that looks like. So one of the most effective tools that an abuser has is to shame that person into thinking that they are somehow responsible, even in just a small capacity, for what is happening to them, whether that's, um, well, you provoked me to it. Well, if you wouldn't talk to me this way, I wouldn't speak this way to you. Um, well, if you would just submit better, um, then I wouldn't have to do this. Um, or even just, uh, you know, it won't happen again, things like that. But using that um, social pressure and that social stigma about the shame of coming forward and actually admitting to, hey, I'm one of those people who's been abused. And this is something I like to do when I go out. People have a, a picture in their head of what an abuse survivor looks like. And it always looks like somebody who isn't them somehow magically, which is incredible because of how um, widespread abuse is. So I like to make it very clear when I'm places, um, I am a survivor of domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, I have a master's degree, I have a very good job, I have a family who loves me and takes care of me, and yet someone was still able to isolate me and take advantage of me. So there is probably a number of people in this room who fall into that category. You can't tell by looking, um, so to overcome that stigma, you really have to find a way to kind of send up that beacon of I'm a safe person to talk to and remove that shame and that stigma. So what would be something that you would recommend um, if someone comes to you and says, I have abuse going on in my home? What would be the best response to make that woman feel that you are a safe place? Uh, so the first place to start is always um, that you believe them because that's the number one fear for somebody who is in a violent relationship is that if they do come forward, that no one will believe them. Oftentimes their abusive partner is very kind and wonderful to everybody else in their life. Frequently there are people who are in positions of power, they can be very charismatic. Um, in fact, people who are drawn to power are drawn to controlling other people. So um, it is very likely that they assume no one will believe them because maybe nobody has up until then. So I would always start with, I believe you. Um, and then I would start with, what can I do to help you? because we always wanna give them back the power in their life to make their own choices, right? You can't make a choice for them. Um, but then get them to a professional, right? Um, we have our crisis line number out there. That's all free and confidential. They are not forced to do anything. Um, if somebody calls that number, we just give them all their options. These are all the things you can do. What do you want help with? And very, very often, they don't want to do anything for a while and they call back a dozen times before they even get a safety plan in place. But I would recommend um, offering to go with them if they want to go to the police, if it's to that level, because they don't want to go by themselves. I would recommend offering to sit with them while they make the phone call to a safety planning expert, and then offer to be that safe place whenever they need it. Um, part of a safety plan that we put in place for folks is get together your important documents and stash some cash and put it someplace that isn't at your house, because you may not be able to get to it when you need to, right? So if you could be that place where they could leave that book bag, that go bag we call it, that's safe, 
maybe you could do that for them. But really, it's just about being with them and helping helping keep them from staying isolated. Because it's a lot easier to gaslight somebody if they don't have anybody else in their life who's saying, oh, that doesn't make sense. That's not true, over and over. So just being there with them can make the difference. Yeah. So it is obvious that you have a passion for the women that you serve, and it's just it's just radiating out of you that you your level of care and concern for women who are in these situations is extreme. So thank you so much for the work that you do, and to your team also uh, for loving on women. So um, obviously, so many of you brought donations tonight, and you've given cash donations and gift card donations, which is phenomenal. But if somebody wanted to continue supporting Eve, how can they do that? So there are a lot of ways. Um, if you have more time than money, you could always volunteer. We always do need help um, with different projects. Once the pandemic subsides a bit, we'll need help at the shelter. But even before then, we need help with things. We have an awareness event coming up, and we need help putting together the flyers and the resources that we hand out at those. That's something you could do remotely. If you have more money than time, because you're one of those very blessed people, you can donate. Or you could just get a little bit better, better educated and become maybe we have medical advocates who <laughs> that's not even a volunteer position that's a paid position mm -hmm. um, but we train you on how to be an advocate and you could meet a sexual assault survivor at sparrow hospital and be with them while they decide if they want to do a sane exam or something like that but then things like what happened tonight it's it is lovely and wonderful and it is impactful the actual items that were donated but i don't want to gloss over the fact that and you're right, um, I do have a passion for it, so pardon my emotion. Um, <laughs> but the bigger part to me is that when I take this to the shelter, I'm able to say, I was just with a group of women out in DeWitt, and every single one of them cared enough to say, what can we do to help? And so again, it's removing that feeling of being alone, and I'm on this, I'm on this journey by myself, and there's nobody out there with me, and getting rid of that, that misnomer. Yeah, letting them know that they're cared for and loved. Thank you so much, Joy. Thank you. Yes. All right. So I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it. Are you ready for some more worship? Yes. All right. So stand up. Let's get started. All right. A few more songs for you for a little bit here.
price to rise in your freedom. You are good. When you make a promise, Jesus, you keep it. You are good. So I praise your name as long as I'm breathing. Cause you are good. I'm not a slave to sin, so I'm singing. You are good. Very with Christ to rise in your freedom. You are
Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen.
have one more song for you tonight, and it's called The Blessing. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but this song came out right when the pandemic hit. And um, I've told this story in the church here, but um, I really struggled with anxiety through that. Um, my husband is a doctor, and he's treating COVID patients, and so that threw me into a huge, huge bout of anxiety because I was scared to death. God brought me through that. So this song spoke to me so greatly. It talks about um, in the bridge, it says, he is for you, he is for you. He's for your children and their children and their children. And that really, really spoke to me. And I needed to hear that over and over and over and over and over. That he is for me. Because if, if God's for me, who can be against me? And that brought me through. I want to share this song with you. It comes straight out of scripture. We're going to end with this for now.
His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family, your children, their children, their children. That song is such a great reminder, and it has so many truths, and I love, what I love most about it is that, like Jamie said, it is from scripture. So, oh, great, you can, yeah, I'll be seated. This is the, this is the portion of the presentation I was getting. So, um, I, uh, I'm so excited for our Hope Sharp, who is going to be speaking tonight. She has an incredible teaching that she's going to be sharing with you, but I, I wanted to just kind of give a little intro to her, and she didn't know I was going to do this. Sorry, Hope. But, so, 
a few years ago, we had this um, brilliant Easter thing called the whole enchilada. It was the theme to draw people to North Point. And it worked because it brought Hope and her family to North Point. And so we're super thankful about that. But one of, the, um, one of my first memories of Hope was she was interviewed in a video um, about North Point, I believe. And she shared that it was that Easter promotion, the big enchilada or the whole enchilada that brought her and Jason to North Point. And I remember watching Hope on the video and just knowing, like I had just had this um, overwhelming knowing that God was going to use her in an incredible way. And I didn't know how, and I didn't know when, and I didn't know where, but she's, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. She is funny, she's real, she loves Jesus. And um, I also wanna say, because I wanna have credit and I want it to be on tape, that it was my idea to hire her for staff. So. Yay! So um, Hope is, um, come on up, Hope. So Hope has a great message for you tonight. I want you to just be ready and um, ready to receive whatever it is that she has to say to you because it's going to be incredible. So yay, Hope Sharp. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies, we're all here together, right? Are we excited? Okay, thank you. I need a little bit of feedback. I'm gonna need some help here. Okay, so I feel like when like guys get together, they all like grunt, they're like, <laughs> you know, I live with all men. So that's, I feel like that's what they do. So I was thinking like us ladies, we all need like a lady howl. Can you do that with me? Okay, so, so when I say, and all the ladies said, I want you to go, you know, like how, do your howl, okay? Can you do that for me, please? I know you all think it's funny, but it's actually fun. We tried it. Okay, ready? So all the ladies said. That was, that was fun. We got to do that again. Okay, and all the ladies said. Oh, man, that was good. Okay, so I'm super excited to be here with you tonight and to be able to talk to you. And I'm going to jump right into John, and then I'm going to tell you my story and Jesus, if that's all right. So John chapter four, we're gonna talk about the woman at the well. And I'm gonna start in verse um, five. And if you brought your Bibles or you have an app, go ahead and follow along. It'll be on the screen um, behind me. So he, we're talking about Jesus, came to the town of Samaria called Sakar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Um, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And so then we get into this exchange of what is living water and I never wanna thirst again. And so in 16, he says, well, then go and call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. And so then she's like, are you a prophet? How do you know this stuff? And continuing on into 25, the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. 
Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. And then jumping down in 28, it says, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. And it goes on later in like 39 um, to say that this woman brought the people to Jesus. She, many believed from her town because of her testimony. She experienced Jesus. And isn't that true of us that when we finally experience Jesus and we take a drink of that living water that he's given us, that we wanna share that with everyone else, right? So I, thank you. So I want now to share my story. I grew up in a Christian home. I had a really great childhood. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I lived for Christ, um, I tried to do all the right things. Um, I mean, teenage years and raging hormones, you understand with me. But I tried to do everything right and follow all the rules. <clears throat> and shortly after we had our second son, I ended up with postpartum depression and anxiety, which because it had been left unchecked, it just became regular depression and anxiety. And I battled that for two years. And I'll tell you two reasons why. One was I thought that if I shared that with anyone, they would come and take my kids away from me because they thought I was an unfit mother. And the second reason was because nobody talks about depression and anxiety, that I thought I was alone, that I was the only one suffering. So I suffered alone for two years. And we are from the Flint area, and so we moved here to St. John's, and that's when everything kind of fell apart. <clears throat> I had convinced myself of the lie, because it's a lie, ladies, that no one cared about me, but not even God. And yet I couldn't seem to let go of there had to be, so, there had to be something. Like, maybe this one last time he would finally hear my prayer. And so I remember putting our oldest son to bed, and I mouthed silent words into the dark. Lord, just give me the son. That's all I wanted. It was January in Michigan. That's gloom and doom month here, right? And so all I wanted was sunshine. And on January 30th of 2017, rays of sunshine filled my window. The picture on the screen, it doesn't even do it justice because it filled the whole sky and it only lasted long enough for me to take this picture and then it faded back into the clouds and it didn't come out the rest of the day. But with that, I finally was like, God heard me. And what happened next, I didn't have instant healing of, all right, I'm done with anxiety and depression. Some of us have that, I never had that. Um, in fact, to this day, I still struggle with anxiety, but I've learned how to manage it. I've learned how to recognize the triggers and to fight back. But what happened next is a friend of mine invited me to a women's conference. It's called the If Gathering. It happens every year. And something happened there. I watched these women speakers speak truth over hundreds and thousands of women. And I was like, that's it. That's what I need. I need to come alongside of other women and to encourage and be their cheerleader. I need to come alongside the broken and the hurt 
and the shamed and the rejected and the ones that feel unloved and I need to love them the way that God loved and loves me. I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rack and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God that many would see and fear and put their trust in him. I am living proof of Psalm 40. He pulled me out of that pit. He gave me a new song to sing. Listen, you might think, you might see me and, and, and not think that I was like a shy girl. I was a very shy and timid girl. I, I rarely talked in class. I was, I was afraid to say my opinion because of what people would think of me. I am here because of him and him alone. And then what happened next? I started grabbing Bible studies. I'm like, I gotta learn. I, I've been in church my whole life. I know the stories, but I wanna be taught scripture. I need, to, I need to know what it means and how I can apply it to my life. And so I came across a Bible study that the question said, where do you see yourself in five years? Don't you love questions like that? I'm like on a beach in Tahiti, living in a hut above the water, like, come on. So where do I see myself in five years? And I immediately wrote down motivational speaker, <laughs> which my friend, Amy, when I told her, I was like, I don't know where that came from. She's like, no, 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 girl, you know where that came from. She's like, it scared you though. And she was right. It terrified me because what would God do with something like that? Four years ago, four years ago, but here's what I've learned is that when God calls you to it, he will see you through it. When God calls you to it, he will see you through it. I am the director of children's ministry at North Point here. And if you told me that this is where I would be one day, I'd have been like, oh, you cute, you cute. No, no. I have no ministry background. I have a teaching background. I have a teaching degree for tiny children, not big people like you. I don't do that. But yet, because I've been willing, because I've said yes to God, he has surpassed any plan that I could have ever had for my life. And you might be sitting there tonight saying, but you don't understand my past, Hope, or you don't understand the hurt that I'm going through right now. I, I've got too much grief, I've got too much anger, I've got too much resentment, I have too much bitterness, you know what? I don't know what you're going through right now, but you know what? I know a man, his name is Jesus, and he knows your past. He knows your presence, present, and he even knows your future, and he still willingly went to the cross and died for you. Thank you. <laughs> he uses broken and messy people every day if he can use the Samaritan woman to bring good news to her town, if he can use Rahab, the prostitute, if he can use Deborah, the warrior, if he can use little old hope, 
who's shy and quiet and doesn't talk to anybody, he can use you. So, <laughs> um, my husband and I, Jason, we, at times, if we get to leave um, church at the same time together, because we drive separately, because I have to be here earlier, um, if we get to leave church at the same time afterwards, we'll, we'll do this thing where we'll each take a boy home with us and we'll try to race home because 127 is super great for that because you got the two lanes. You, you're nodding your head. You know what I mean? You've done it before, haven't you? All right. You're my girl. I like this. Okay. So we're racing home one day, and this is back in the fall, summertime. My timeline is very messed up, but um, we're, we're racing home, and sometimes we'll get like right side by side, and we'll be like, down and I had to go um, behind him because we're turning left to get onto our road and we play dirty he is driving in the middle of the road I'm like how dare you and I've got my son and my youngest son in the back and he's like mama pass him pass him I'm like dude I can't I'm gonna drive in the cornfield that's okay just pass him I'm like that child will never get his driver's license oh my gosh and so he turns, Jason turns into the drive, into our driveway ahead. And my son goes, oh, we lost. <laughs> now all you mamas out there know, you know, that if <clears throat> we never want to disappoint our children, we will do whatever it takes to not let them feel disappointed. And so I, being the good mother that I am, I said, oh, no, not today, buddy. Hang on. And I gripped the steering wheel, and I turned into our ditch before, before the driveway. And I drove up onto that lawn. And normally, I come on the side of Jason on the right side. I came up on his left, surprise attack, and, and our sliding van door opened, and my son jumped out. And he jumped into the grass and he goes, we won! That's right, that's right. We raced home this Sunday and he let me win because he's like, I'm not gonna let you bottom out your van again. So, but yeah, I don't mess around, I don't mess around. But anyway, I tell you that because some of you are sitting there tonight and you're like, well, yes, I say yes to Jesus. Yes, I'll say yes to God. If he calls me to something, I'll do it. And then you're following along, and he's not going fast enough. So you're trying, like my son, to drive into the cornfields to go around him. Because his timing doesn't line up with yours. Or you watch him drive into the driveway, and you're like, eh, I think I'm going to go in the ditch this time. Bottom out my minivan. Because you don't like the path that God has chosen. You say yes when it's convenient. And I got a news flash for you all. Following Christ has never been about convenience. Am I right? The Thank you. The position that I'm in right now, God's work my family has sacrificed so that I can be here. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's been great, but we have sacrificed for me to do this. And you wanna know why? Because Jason and I, more so him than me, there's still times where I'm like, Lord, are you sure you got the right girl? We 
firmly believe that what I'm doing here at North Point is exactly what God has created and called me to do. <clears throat> and I can say that because for the first time in my life, I have come alive. I look back on my spiritual walk and I'm like, my goodness, I've slept walked my entire life. I finally feel fulfilled, and you want to know why? Because I work for God and not myself. It's God's plan and will, not hopes. Now, let's go back to John. We're going to go back to verse 3 and 4. So he, talking about Jesus, left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. And now he had to go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. If you look, I've got a map, because I'm a visual person, a visual learner. I've got to see all this. So the path to the right is the way that the Jews would take to get from Judea to Galilee, because as we learned, <clears throat> the Jews and Samaritans did not get along. And so that's the way they would go. But the blue line is the way that Jesus took because I'm not good at math, but like the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, so that makes more sense to me. But I get it, you're trying to avoid people. But he had to go through Samaria. Why? Because he knew there was a woman there who needed to be ministered to, who clearly didn't have an easy life, who'd been with six guys, and yet she was the one that he had chosen and called to bring the gospel, the good news, to a lost people. Now, I need you to hear something. Maybe some of you have been sleeping this whole time, and that's okay. I still love you. Jesus says I have to. But I need you to listen right now because God has created you on purpose for a purpose. God has created you on purpose for a a purpose. Could you imagine with me right now if every single one of you went home tonight to your families, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your community, and you said, listen, I know a man. He's told me everything I've ever done, and he still loves me. Come and see for yourself. Could this be the Christ? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Listen, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your backgrounds. I think some of us wait until uh, I've got to get everything in line and I have to be perfect and then I'll go to God. Listen, that's not our job. We come to him as we are. He's the one that picks up the pieces and puts us back together. So my question for you tonight is really simple. Are you willing are you willing to say yes? You don't have to have it all together. God will meet you where you're at. He'll take the detour. And you need to remember this. He will leave the 99 to find the one you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for this night. I thank you for each woman here. 
And I pray that her heart would be open to accepting you and what it is that you have hand-picked, created for her purpose and will to show your glory. I ask that you would give her a heart of willingness. Sometimes it's a, it's, we're afraid to take the next step every step with you by our side we will not fall I thank you for this evening I ask that you would bless the rest of our time together in your name, amen amen if you want to just sit and listen for a minute soak in the word, you are welcome to and then join us when you want um, and just think about what hope's like for a second and just let that soak in
listen to you, listen for that voice, we would say yes to you in your time and what you have for us. You have a plan for our life. You love us so deeply, more than we could ever understand. And you have a plan for each and every single one of us. Things that we could never even imagine that you would have us doing. You give us your strength and your guidance. And we thank you for that. And I pray that you would help us to be open to be available. We love you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to close out with one more song. It's called Yes, I Will.
was off the hook, girl. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Ugh, I'm going to cry. Hey, so have you all had fun? Yes? Are you glad you came? Oh, great. Don't forget to tip the waitresses. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to, um, you know, our, at the beginning of the night, I told you that our prayer for this event was that every woman here was either going to leave with a reminder or a revelation that they are loved. So I hope that more than anything, you walk away knowing how loved you are by our amazing God and our amazing Jesus. But I also hope that you leave with the charge that Hope gave you to say yes to God, whatever it is that he's calling you, you to do. And if that's something that you're like, what, I don't even know God, how am I gonna do what he tells me to do? That's okay, that's okay. Um, but if you have a feeling that he's maybe drawing you to something, that's okay too. Um, either way, I want you to know that you can reach out to anyone on staff to, to, to go deeper. Um, we have so many great things at North Point here, but if this is not your home church, um, go to your church or go to a church that teaches from the Bible, teaches scripture, that loves Jesus. Um, they'll set you on the right path. But if you have any questions, you can reach any of uh, the women here on staff um, because we're women and this is a women's event um, and we're happy to meet with you. But we just want you to know how much you're loved. And so I hope that you leave tonight knowing that, okay? So, yay. Okay, so I have the... Um, the winners of our gift, gifts, of our door prizes. So I'm going to say these names. Rachel or Matlu. Woohoo! And you can pick your gifts up out at the Connect kiosk. Okay, so Rachel, Rachel or Matlu, Sheila Howard, and Megan Lehner. So, yes. And then also I wanted to let you know, out on the pub tables, we have these beautiful displays that were created by someone who is so incredibly talented, she would put Martha Stewart to shame. And her name is Sandy Mua, and she is just incredible. She created those, yes, thank you, Sandy. She created those centerpieces. But as a bonus to all of you, there are trinkets on all of the pub tables and the windowsills for you to take home. Whatever, based on the message, whatever feeling you're feeling right now, Go to those tables and find something to take home with you tonight as a memento. Please don't take the centerpieces because we're going to use those again for something, but the trinkets are yours. Um, well, I just want to remind you again, if you haven't registered for the follow-up study we're going to be starting on April 6th, please consider doing it. We want as many women to be part of this as possible um, to just help you dig deeper into understanding God's love for you and that he has a special purpose for you. Um, so registration is on there. Um, texting, remember to use the right numbers, 833-CHAT-NCC uh, with the word women. So thank you so much to our production team, our worship team, our wonderful volunteers for making this event happen. We couldn't have done it without them. So give them a round of applause. Thank you also to Runabout Coffee and to Eve for coming to just making this event so perfect. All right, ladies, are you ready to go out and talk and chat and laugh and eat? Okay, great. So you can head on out to the atrium. We have food set out on the tables, have some more coffee, and just enjoy the rest of this evening.